This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. Howdy, patrons. Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. Patronizers. That's insulting. Don't you don't you Patreon me? Please patronize me. What if that's like a sexual fetish? Just patronize me. <laughs> just, you know, just be mildly rude to me. It really gets my rocks off. <laughs> sure, I'll listen to what you have to say. <laughs> what? Well, I guess that's comedy. That's the mm-hmm. sexual fetish of stand up. That's true. Holding a room hostage. <laughs> for five minutes at a time. Oh man! That's what we were talking about earlier. Comedians that like why like they clearly they don't have any desire to be good at comedy. They just like the hostage, the temporary hostage situation they yeah. can create. Well, and the ones that are completely fucking joyless. We won't name names, but like <laughs> you're completely joyless. Why are you doing comedy? Yeah, a lot of people like they, they they don't like it. And they're not good. It's like what is this? It's not court ordered. Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Well, let, all right. <clears throat> Sorry. All right. We just this, this is the one people are paying for. Dave. I just don't understand. This is, the, this is the premium content. One comedian in mind that I will not we know, say. We know who we're talking about. But like, God, what? I'm just gonna be fucking miserable to everybody around me. There's uh, well, Ha-ha, I'm a comic. Stand-up comedy attracts. A lot of different types, and some of those types kind of suck. Welcome to the special extra bonus. Yeah. Super duty, duty. rootin' tooty, fresh and fruity mm. episode for all you kind folks who have uh, given us a couple bucks Yeah, every month. That is very nice of you. We appreciate it. Seriously. And uh, and so this is the, the question and answer episode. Mm-hmm. 
Well, go ahead and, and pick our brains. Yeah, whatever you, know, you want to know. Ask us. We're an open book. We sure are. There's a lot of pictures in that, that book. <laughs> We're an open book. It's only got a couple pages in their pictures. <laughs> but give it a go. Uh, how you been, buddy? I'm pretty good. Since I talked since, to you last. Since 15 minutes ago when we <laughs> finished recording the other episode. So I, I can't fake I can't yeah, fake it. I, I can't know. do the... Because you're so real, dude. I'm super real, you're man. fucking real, dude. I'm super real. Dude, I'm just, I'm just real. I'm just a real dude. Re- re- I'm a real ass dude. <laughs> a couple real ass dudes Ugh. giving you real ass answers to your real ass questions. I like your kicks, man. Thanks, man. Those are some old school Adidas. Rod Lavers. I had those. I think I had a pair of those in seventh grade. I, you know, when I got, I think I thought like they seem like Beastie Boys shoes. Yeah, they they're the Adidas that are white with the green sole and Either the green these heel. The Stan Smiths. And I always thought, like, I think I saw one of the Beastie Boys wearing them around the Check Your Head era. And I thought, I yeah. always wore Vans or Chuck Taylors. And I still pretty <laughs> much just wear Vans or Chuck Taylors once in a while. I'll, I'll break for Adidas. That Check Your Head I'd album. I break for Adidas. What you, what you, what you, that whole, that, oh, that riff, that, that song, like, me and my buddy Joe would lose our goddamn mm-hmm. minds. Yeah. That was good shit. What, the 93, 94? That was around then, because the, the next one was Ill Communications mm-hmm. with Sabotage. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Joe, we would be like, Sabotage! And we'd just park the car and run into an office building and run up and down the fire escapes and leave. Dude. That's all we would do. Business hour, it didn't matter. Just run into a building, run around the stairs, run the office, and then leave. Halloween, 1996. Yeah. Me and two of my best friends, one of which, whose father was a commander or lieutenant at the Atlanta Police Department, had a take-home boxcar Chevy, and he got a hold of a no fucking magnet magnet uh, light, police light, yeah. the little circular thing that you throw up. We dressed up as the Beastie Boys. With the car. With the car, rolled up to the Halloween party. We're the coolest fucking dudes. Just doing hood slides. In Canton, Georgia that, that night. That does seem awesome. Yep, fake mustaches. Shitty ties and white shirts and slacks. It doesn't fit. Sabotage, baby. I, we and even in the moment, we're like, it's the best fucking Halloween costume. Like we crushed it. Was that your best Halloween costume of all time? I think so. I think that was probably my best. And one time when I was in a band, we didn't have costumes, but we did all the face paint for Kiss. We mm-hmm. just did the makeup, Kiss mm. makeup. And I made out with a girl in a bathroom, yeah. but I didn't want to tell anybody. Like, what were you doing there? I was like nothing. And all my makeup was missing around my mouth, and it was just on her mouth. <laughs> Why did you want to tell anybody? I don't know. Was she trying she... to be like cool? I think my buddy had a crush on her. Yeah. Like, oh man. I mean, was she? No, she's a nice lady. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, I, I didn't want to broadcast. Because usually it's the other way. My you, you always brag. You know? Well, no, I think my buddy liked her. Ah, uh, look at you being considerate. Why was it? I, I could. Made out with her with my ace with my ace freely makeup. Was that who you were, ace freely? Yeah, I was gonna be ace freely. I always feel bad for Peter Chris. Like you're you're a cat. My first jokes in comedy, where like you don't even realize what to make jokes about, so you just start making the jokes that you th- like. Before you realize, like you know, like when you first start comedy. You have no idea what to make jokes about. No. So you're like, this is what's funny to me. And then eventually you're like, oh, here's something that's more in the zeitgeist that mm-hmm. relate to more people. So you kind of soften up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But early I was like, 
Like that was my one joke. Like, man, what happened to fucking Peter Christ? You just show up late. <laughs> and like, sorry, dude, we're on in ten minutes. You're a cat. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. They're just like, just come up with something, man. We got the show starting. It's not my fault you can get uh, here in time. No, we were doing the makeup. Uh, I don't know, cat. <laughs> Fine, get behind the drums, idiot. Oh man, that's funny. That speaking a- of speaking of cats, I uh, got a real got a real uh, dog crush lately. I just I want a dog so bad. Speaking of cats, yeah. Speaking of cats, crush. I have a dog crush, and uh, but I do this thing now. Every time I see a big goofy dog when I'm driving, I just go uh, my well. I was gonna say it's my inner monologue, but I actually verbalize it. I just go, <laughs> "I'm a dog." So next next time you see a big dog, just to yourself go, I'm a dog. And you'll laugh. I mean I'll, And then if I see a I'll little dog, it. if I see a little dog, um, they always look so happy to be going on their yeah. walks. I just I like to just pretend that they're really dumb and literal. And every time I see a little dog, I just think that he's thinking, I'm going on a walk. So yeah, oh, we can edit this. That's out. my dog stuff. Um, I'm a dog. Okay. Well, Don't big dogs always look like? Hey, I'm a dog. All right. Let's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to convince me. You saw my reaction when you did that first. Made made me laugh, Dave. Well, that's that's made what's important, Dave. Made me laugh. Getting a haircut tomorrow, Kyle. Well, more big news uh-huh. out of Dave's yeah. camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want to prolong what the questions people paid for with more news? I wanted to tell you this. I wanted to get your advice. I'm thinking about getting... I've been bald for 20 years. You want my advice on a haircut? Sure, Dave. Fire away, buddy. (laughs) I'm seriously thinking about getting a mullet. Like an ironic punk rock mullet. But they're not ironic anymore. Are they not? They're just a haircut. Are other people getting mullets? Yeah. Am I behind? Do I, do I think I'm ahead of the curve, but I'm not? Yep. Well, I'm getting a mullet regardless because I used to rock the high and tight, but like, the well, the high and tight the is the, mil- haircut, the military yeah. do, like yeah. really tight, yeah. but it's still kind of short. I would rock the high and, t- high and tight, but like long up top, and I can't do that anymore because it was fucking neo-Nazis. The alt-right has commandeered my fucking style. Yeah, they ruined mustaches, now they ruined whole haircuts. They ruined my fucking haircut, so fuck them. I'm getting a if white you, trash mullet. If you want to do full white trash irony, mm-hmm. then I want you to spike it on top. Mm. Slick the sides back, spike it on top, and then have the mullet. Wow. Do that's... the full fucking Joe Dirt if you're going to oh, go for it. I don't know if I got that in me, but uh, we'll see. That's, like, that's ironic. But I've seen mm. people where it's just... They keep the party in the back now. Yeah, I'm gonna party in the back, man. Fuck those Nazis. They can... I had a big soccer rocker in junior high. Soccer rockers? Is that what they call it? Yeah, it was all the all the soccer like kids. Little soccer kids, huh? I didn't play soccer. I never heard that. Though. I like, I like that. the term soccer rocker. Soccer man. rocker. But yeah, getting a mullet tomorrow. So anyway, okay. Just, just letting you know. Any more? Uh, any more breaking news? I'm a dog. Oh, Jesus, you'll laugh next time you see a big dog. Think of that, and you'll laugh. Sounds like uh, uh, Forrest Gump with body dysmorphia issues. <laughs> That's why we ain't got to sleep with our heads in the mud. <laughs> um, well, all right, let's go. We're going to, again, to reiterate, you're listening to this because you gave us money. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, wow. Now I can finally get a haircut. Maybe Dave's. <laughs> Look what happens. You give us money, and Dave's getting dumb haircuts. 
<laughs> so uh, we'll understand when this Patreon drops to zero. We're going to be the first Patreon that has to pay out money. To There's apologies. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave, you want to pick one first? Or you want me to pick? You go for it, buddy. Lead us <clears throat> off. I think okay. I well I think we should always pick the first one first since that was the person who did it first. <clears throat> of the first one first? Pick the first okay. one first cuz that's the person who did it first. That's a Beastie Boys lyric. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't I think this is the first one. Kyle, have you ever been to White Fence Farm? It's a Chicago area fried chicken place. You guys got to check it out if you haven't. They have amazing corn fritters. Mm. Dave, have you talked about the new season of Fargo yet? Mm. I got to hear your take on it. That's from Colleen. And Bill Aldridge uh, augmented her question, said, Well, I appreciate the aesthetic of White Fence Farm. The food, especially the chicken, is pretty forgettable. <laughs> well, there we got people arguing in the message board. Uh, <laughs> There's a few of those, if you look through here, where people comment like, They've already talked about, they already answered that question, I'm idiot. Get on them. Get your shit together, fans. You're paying money. I don't I don't know what uh I have been to White White Fence Farm. What is was, it? Uh we would always go well not always, but for a few times we'd go for like Easter or Mother's Day. Uh I was a kid, I don't remember the food. You know, you remember like Mother's Day food. You just remember mm-hmm. it's a lot of different stuff, so some of it you like, some of it you don't. Yeah. As a kid I was never a picky eater, but I do remember I think were they in Bensonville? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna be proud of myself if it was Bensonville. Huh. But, um, so, Mr. Aldridge, I agree. The food was forgettable, at least for from a child standpoint. And so I don't remember the chicken over at uh, <laughs> at White Fence Farm, Colleen. I, I'm sorry, but uh, would you like to address her question about the new season? I don't know who Bill Aldridge is, but I like I like that he intervened. I'm just going, hey, to, hey uh, in agreement, I've been there. That's something, <laughs> hey, message boards, people from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And here's somebody from just down the road. Going, I know your wife, friend's farm. Uh, to answer my part of the question, um, what did she say? Have you? T- I I talked uh, briefly a few, you know, a couple months ago um, when that season was currently on air. Yeah. Um, be quite honest with you, I didn't care for it at first. Romeoville, Romeoville, is that where it's at? <laughs> I didn't care for season three of Fargo at first. I wanted to. I, you know, I. I that that first episode, I was there with bated breath because I was such a fan of the first two episodes or the first two seasons, rather. And I think that was part of the problem. It wasn't fair for me to compare season three to the other two because the other two were just it's a toss up which ones I like uh, between the first two. They're just so amazing. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of Ewan McGregor, who was kind of the lead no, in season I like three. Him. I I'm not a I don't dislike him, but to me, he's just like, man, I could take him or leave him. His dick's always in stuff. That's true. Which like is in, good for him. What was that movie with his dick? Uh, kind of the... Big Fish. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one that was kind of, uh, uh, kind of a slight ripoff of... Um, oh, God damn it. What was the classic 70s movie with Malcolm McDowell, the British... Hooligans and the eyeball. Oh, oh, uh, Clockwork Orange. I feel like Train Spotters was a little too Clockwork Orange. Really? Yeah, just something that I associated those two together. Okay. But his, yeah, cl- uh, in Train Spotters, he showed his dick. Anyway, uh, as the season progressed, I grew to love it. I love whoever the British dude was. 
I can't even remember the character's name, much less the actor's name. I love Nikki Swango. I love uh, what's her face, the the lead female cop. What's her Chris? Uh, someone current. You know what I'm talking about. She was I also. Don't, in, I don't remember her name, but she was from uh, uh, Leftovers. Yes, love her. Uh, Kristen Kuhn, Christine Kuhn, Kristen Kuhn, yeah, something like that. I saw her in something else too. Yeah, real good. Great, loved her. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, Colleen, as the season progressed, I absolutely loved it and some of the twists and turns were just amazing so yes uh big big thumbs up to season three of fargo did you watch ozark did we talk about that we talked about it but i have not seen that yet i think you'd like it, Is it i think I, if we talked about it already, i won't go in it but i've heard a lot of people say that's good i gotta get on give that. it a go and then, you know don't don't try and compare it to breaking bad too much mm-hmm. and like i said before some convenient writing that got out of some loopholes kind of easy but gotcha all right now uh you're you're up, Dave. Okay. Let's see if I can pick one out here. Well, it just seems weird to just kinda uh proofread them, so I'll just randomly pick just for no reason whatsoever. Um You're really getting your money's worth right now, everybody. Ian Bowers. <laughs> I love when comedians and bands go on tour together. If you guys could go on tour and do comedy with any current band, who would you pick? PS I saw Ryan Singer's touring with Austin Lucas soon. I'm stoked oh, to yeah. see them together. PPS Kyle, thanks for recommending Pappy and Harrods in Pioneer Town. That place is cool as hell and had awesome burgers. Uh Austin Lucas and Ryan Singer, that that is gonna be a I great tour. Do you know who Austin cool. Lucas is? I don't know his stuff well, but I know of him oh. just from the music world. And then seeing Singer going out Dude. with him like awesome. Austin Lucas is great. I think yeah. he has like a punk rock background. Yeah. But his current yeah. shit is very alt country. A lot of those guys went in the folk scene. Yeah. Very Sturgill, Drive By Truckers, you know, right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that album, I forgot the name of the album, the current one that I'm listening to. It's got a, he does a duet with Lydia Loveless, who I'm obsessed with. Um, but the that that song is called Wrong Side of the Dream. There's another one called um, the, the main song on that album. Anyway, Austin Lucas, just fucking amazing. Uh, big uh, big spins on the old gravy boat. Yeah. Uh, he he was a frequent uh, frequent uh, core artist on the gravy boat. So anyway, uh, Ryan Singer, Austin Lucas going out. Uh, I think all of October. They're literally doing the entire month. You can catch them all over the uh, East Coast, Midwest, and Southeast. Uh, I don't know who you've been on tours with bands. I've done it. I think with a singer songwriter, the energy levels compare better. Because mm-hmm. I was out with the Falcon and Arms Aloft. Great bands, but punk bands. And so when you had people that were either just coming to see me, but we'll give these bands a chance. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really for them. And if people were like, oh, I would want loud punk rock and get energy. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, it's me just kind of dickering around up there. <laughs> so I think in concept, it was a good idea, but it didn't, it wasn't an even show. Okay. You know, but I think with a singer songwriter where the energy's the same, it's one person talking to you, not berating, it's not a wall of noise, mm-hmm. and then a break in the wall of noise True. to one person just talking. True. And then that would work better. Mm-hmm. So now, as far as who would I want to tour with, I would think of that in mind as how the tour would actually go. I mean, if it's just like, oh, who could you tour with? Like, if it's just fantasy, uh. who knows, man? I mean, I like, it's not. Uh, who would I want to play a show with? I I, I don't I, I don't even know how to answer that. All of them, any of them. Mm-hmm. 
to just try it out. But yeah. because I've done it, I'm like, well, the crowd for this band isn't too low. Like, I analyze it too much. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's tough, too. Well, like, you went up kind of in the middle of the show. Yeah. I, uh, our buddy Billy Wayne Davis, uh, who we've spoken of many times, he toured with Sergio Simpson, which on paper is a huge huge thrill and a huge honor and he did uh he did love that but however he went up first so in a lot of a lot of the shows he said he had good sets but there was many shows where he talked about where you know you go see a band you're you're shuffling in you're buying drinks you're not paying attention i feel like billy went up a little too early like um where while people were still shuffling in and stand up you know that's hard. You got to pay attention to yeah. it, and and as a performer, when you know people are just ignoring you, then you're not into it. As a band, oh, people aren't listening. Who cares? We're, it's me, and we're all doing a thing together. Yeah. And the noise covers up the fact that people aren't listening to they're chatting to themselves. Exactly. Stand up. It's very obvious mm-hmm. that you're by yourself and nobody cares what you're doing. Yeah. So I feel like even though you talked about with your tour, it was awkward because you had bands, then you, and then a band. At least then you didn't mm-hmm. suffer from the the trickle in yeah. crowd. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. My, personally, my ideal situation would be to go up second to have some band take the bullet, some opening band yeah. take the bullet. Then I go up second, and then the headliner go up third. But, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, drive-by truckers would be great. But going off yeah. of your theory, a little more tone. I mean, they can get kind of raucous and southern rock and really crank yeah. it up. But um, maybe another option might be like a Jason Isbell type, more yeah. of a kind of a folky singer-songwriter, kind of not as not as rock and roll where, like, people are exp- you know, yeah. All right, we're we're here to kind of really take this in and listen to the lyrics. So where, you know, my comedy might be a little more conducive to that crowd. But yeah, so drive by truckers, Jason Isbell, something like that would be uh, ideal. Yeah, I got I got to do a show like that in Chicago, which was out. You might be able to find a bootleg of it called "Dancing Around the Shit Fire." It's from when they had mm. JFL in Chicago, and I was pairing up. I would MC it, and then I had. I think Ben Roy and Brian Brendan, Cook. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, the the combos were Ben Roy and Brendan Kelly. I think on one show, Brian Cook and Little Dave Merriman from the Arrivals. And who? Oh, did I have a? I think those were the two shows. I can't remember if I had a third one or not. But uh, yeah, all right, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. I just want to hear about how this million dollar Jawbreaker show goes. What is that? Next week. I know Jawbreaker. What do you mean, million dollars? They're back together after 20 years. Uh-huh. And uh, I think they got paid a bunch of money to get back together, which fucking, yeah, go for it. Huh. And then, uh, but they're playing Riot Fest, and I'm curious about how that's going to go. All right. I'm going to say, okay, Xander the Blue, I've helped make slot machines for five years now, and I'm pretty sure they're kind of evil. What's your opinion on them, casinos, and gambling in general? That's got its own world of very uh, uh, welcome to like, like you can easily learn about how casinos manipulate the the, the customers. Mm-hmm. Like slot machines, it's weird that I don't like digital slot machines because I'm like, well, it could just be an algorithm. Yeah, but why would they, obviously they do it before? Like, the casinos exist because you lose money. Yeah. That's the whole city of Las Vegas exists because you lost money. Mm-hmm. The house always wins. Mm-hmm. So I feel everything's contrived somewhere. At least 
with the one arm bandits, well, there was like the individual uh, spindle spiraling in front of you. There was like the illusion of chance. Now oh. it's just digital. It's just a video game deciding what's random. Oh, uh, Mr. Rothstein, I'm sorry, man. I, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I just, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know what happened. Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Joe Bob Briggs. If you knew what was happening, you're in on it. If you didn't know, you're too stupid to hold this job. Either way, you're fucking fired. And then Don Rickles. Yeah. Don Rickles doing a serious Yes, one. yes. All right, Pete, Don. Um, but how, like, the carpet is designed to confuse you? Uh, there's really? No, there's no clocks inside a casino. No clocks, no windows. They pump oxygen in there, keep you awake. So the carpet, though. Everything's designed to c- make sure you get stuck inside the casino. You realize there's no clear exits? I mean, they have to mark them for fire purposes. But once you're in a casino, it, there's no easy way out of a casino. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I think That's we went true. this way. No, it's over here. Wow. Oh, now we're by these sparkly machines. Now we're, we're that, by these sparkly machines. And everything's designed. I mean, also carpets are designed to cover up art, but also to everything be. It's all overwhelming, you know. <clears throat> Sens- sensory overload. Like you go to a roulette table, and all of a sudden they started putting up the towers next to the roulette table to show you which numbers came up on roulette. Have you seen that? No. <clears throat> Where there's a digital tower now, like oh, this one was called like which black number, which okay. <clears throat> so you're going, oh, this number hasn't come up. I should bet on that number. It doesn't fucking matter. There's no science to it at all. Really? It's it's totally random. Huh. Just because it hasn't hit number six doesn't mean it's going to have to hit number six. It could never hit number six in the entirety of its career as a roulette wheel. Yeah. There's no... But people see it, and then I was telling them, like, yeah, like, I was with, there with Rachel, I'm like, yeah, these things don't mean shit, but people think, like, they get it in their head. That's true. And, and the, I don't know if you call her a dealer, I don't know how you call the, uh, the tendress of the roulette table, the spinner, uh, the marble thrower. She's like, oh, but people started losing a lot more money once those went in. I'm like, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Hmm. It's all, it's all trickery. It's all deception, and it's kind of ingenious. I'm surprised that marijuana is legal in Nevada. For the longest time, if you got caught with marijuana, I just heard from stories about people. If you got busted with pot, that was like hard drugs. Like they because pot keeps you paranoid. You don't want to spend your money, and it goes against everything the city's about. If you got busted with cocaine, people are like, hey, can't be doing that here. But they wouldn't arrest you because guess what? Cocaine, you're confident, spend your money, stay up late, give us your money. That was the whole thing about Carlin getting thrown out of Vegas, like about how he shits on religion, shits on everything. Uh-huh. He started shitting on Vegas, and that's and when he Vegas got... fired him. Wow, that's when he finally got booted from that because he started talk shit on Vegas. Huh. And they're like, "You're out." Wow. So, anyway, Xander, uh, I'd be curious to know what goes into making those slot machines. Have you gambled in Vegas? Or yeah. do, do you gamble? I've never gambled. I play roulette because I can't make any mistake other than just playing the game. I've never gambled. Really? Never had money to lose. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, but but you've never played a card game and Nope. I've never a couple I mean I've bought this uh the occasional scratch off, oh, but yeah, I've never gambled in Vegas. Around. I don't bet on sports. I may have bet, like, I'll bet on something that I can control. I'll bet if I could beat that guy in arm wrestling. 
that type of thing. Feats, of, feats of human strength. I'll bet that I can eat 100 chicken wings, but I won't bet something I can't control. I've never, <laughs> just never, never done it. Never had the money to I'll lose. I'll bet that I can eat 100 chicken wings. <laughs> I ain't fucking with that pie gal poker, man. Whoa. That's that's gypsy magic is what that is. I've never had money to throw away. <laughs> chicken wings, that's my own fortitude. <laughs> if I lose, it's on me. Here's your money. Seriously. I don't know why. Like, And it's not a big moral you thing. You still it's, got a bet out there about eating it, 100 chicken wings. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat, I can eat well, with, uh, 100 chicken wings. What's his nuts, right? With who? With Eric? Oh, yeah. That never yeah. came to fruition? I think he chickened out. Yeah, I think he chickened out. Like, fucking take that. Was it 100 down. wings? Or was it- no, it was just who could eat the most. Eric Abrams, Comedy Central exec. He's not with them anymore. He's with, no, he called him out by name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, fuck you, Eric. Thinking you could call me out. I'll fucking eat more wings than you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, now this is on the air. Yeah. Uh, how about this? I win, I get a half hour. How about that? Well, he doesn't work over there no, that's anymore. That's true. So. Yeah. Half hour of what? It's never going to happen. Half hour of fucking Fuck shit in your God. pants in your van after eating two minutes. Give me a fucking half hour. <clears throat> all right. Let's not. Let's keep it. Let's. This is for the page. That's all right. That's all right. Well, anyway, yeah. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I would be curious. That 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 is. That probably deserves its own. Uh, I think Las Vegas. In general, would deserve its own episode. Yeah, of conspiracies mm-hmm. and how things got formed in the underhanded, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> sneaky ways. But good, good question, yeah. Xander. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on, Elliot asks: You guys covered your thoughts on beer and lightness on the hard stuff. Any preferences on whiskey or others? Any stories of caution? <laughs> Ironic that we're drinking liquor right now. Yeah. James Bean drinking that bourbon. I'm uh, I'm simple when it comes to alcohol no in general. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to alcohol in general, the mess <laughs> that probably didn't pick up, but Kyle just farted. Uh, uh, that? Domestic that beer ball. and domestic bourbon. Fuck me. Oh, is that a rough one? God, Jesus. Jesus. What you been eating? Uh, that's. <clears throat> Oh boy! Yeah, never have it where like that's. I tell a doctor. Yeah, I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, I uh, that cigar a bit about him being in the bathroom doing my thing and walking out. My wife's there with the car keys. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, we're going to the hospital right now. Is that how it always is? Is What does he say? I paint the bowl and I wash it away. I'm taking you to the emergency room. (laughs) Um. I like uh, I'm I, I the only liquor I really give a shit about is bourbon and or whiskey, yeah. and with that I I can't. It's not that I wouldn't enjoy the expensive stuff, but I I can never afford it. Uh, Jim Beam is is my go to if I'm feeling fancy, if I want to treat myself, and if I can find it, uh-huh. Jim Beam Black. I love Jim Beam Black. It's a little sweeter. Yeah. It's aged a little longer, whatever they do to it. But Jim Beam Black, uh, oh boy, that's my go-to. I, I'm i the same way. I don't have anything fancy. But when I have tasted good scotch, I'm like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. And I like it once in a while. For, I was trying to ease off on the brown liquor because of the gout. Now I'm back into it. Um <clears throat> If I'm drinking a shot, it's usually just Jameson. I try not to do shots so much anymore. I don't give a shit about Jameson. I don't care. It's just an easy thing to do a shot of. I feel like, I don't know. There's something about, like, it, it's popular. but It's just cheap. Well, it's not super cheap. It's not, like, bottom shelf. 
I feel like it's Jameson's, not well whiskey. Yeah, it's not it's a well. A step above well whiskey. Yeah. Well whiskey always. Ugh, yeah, you got to be careful with that. I like. Uh, I mean, I was drinking tequila sodas. I was in the. I was mm-hmm. in the tequila for a minute. <clears throat> you know what's good? Mezcal. I don't have a brand of anything that I like. But man, never it, even heard of mezcal till you turned me onto it. I got into it in later years. I think it's just a, becoming a more popular drink. It's like barbecued tequila. Is it safe to say that mezcal is to tequila what scotch is to whiskey? I, uh, you know, I don't know. Kind of the same family, but a little smokier. Oh, same family. A little smokier. Yeah, it's. I feel like scotch is in the whiskey bourbon family. But it's just got its own distinct smokiness. Definitely same family, but but I don't I don't know what the process between making one or the other is mm-hmm. or why it makes a difference. And I don't have name brands. Yeah. I usually just you know, I wouldn't even know a brand of mezcal. I don't either. I just get it and I, like I, I don't I, I'm not I'm not educated. Yeah, me letters, neither. You know. And I don't I also don't care. Yeah. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to like it. If there's something I don't like, I just won't drink that. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to. It's not one of the things I've I've figured I need to dive into mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. You know? What do you, like, you know, you have, you have your things. Maybe it's music. So for some people, it's scotch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have my few things I want to dive into. I want to learn about uh, hard liquors, not one. Yeah. I'll get to it eventually. But, yeah. And to kind of further answer your question, Elliot, uh, as far as an actual drink, what I'm drinking right now, my go-to drink. I'm a simple man, like we said. I like a bourbon and Coke. I know that's kind of white trash, whatever, but something about, uh, and not even a cola, not a Pepsi, not a whatever, but Coca-Cola mm-hmm. and bourbon and or whiskey. Um, but, man, bourbon and Coke, that's that's my that's my jam. Like a nice bourbon and Coke. Mm-hmm. Um Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's get back to the, the theme. Alexandra Meehan. Thoughts on zombies. This is the end of day scenario that keeps me up at night. Sub question. Where are you hunkering down during the zombie apocalypse? Sub sub question. All right, Alexandra. What's the one food you're stockpiling in said apocalyptic zombie scenario? Okay. Um, I Zombies have held my fascination the least. True. But, uh, you know, I I guess with an outbreak scenario, I just don't think that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of those. Mm-hmm. Of somebody just becoming an, you know, autonomous brain-eating goblin mm-hmm. in a human form that has died and reanimated. So, I'm not, uh, I'm not so afraid of them. If I was hunkering down and had to worry about it, and it was a thing, get yourself a boat on a freshwater lake. Hmm. You know, that's where you go. Okay. And get yourself a boat with some plants, 
Grow some plants on that freshwater lake that you could water with the freshwater. You can fish if you had to survive for a while and stay away from land. I've never understood why they called it freshwater because it's not fresh. It's tepid lake water. Well, it's salt or it's non-salt. Unsalted lake. An unsalt, yeah. a low-sodium lake, Dave. But I always associated fresh water with the ocean. You know, it's it's ocean, it's circulating. It's a refresh, it's a refresh water. It, it, there, it's, there's more life in it. You know, a lake always just seemed muddy and tepid and mosquito Well, that's the thing, because I grew up by Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. which even when Rachel was like, oh, this looks like an ocean. Like, yeah. I, that's what I'm like, oh, lakes are huge. Sometimes they're great. Yeah. Um, hey. But no, that's the, I'm like, oh, no, that's the lake. Well, yeah. The lake was like, yeah, I guess Michigan's over there. So, but you, you couldn't see anything mm-hmm. like the ocean. Like, I didn't realize, oh, yeah, for some people, lakes are just yeah. a big pond. Yeah, see, coming from Georgia. You see the same piece of trash every week yeah, floating by. Well, lake a Twix is just wrapper a, again. Yeah, it's just a big pond. It's just a big, brown, muddy, murky pond. Yeah, so that's why I think I'm going mm-hmm. fresh body of water. Mm-hmm. It's a fresh-ass body of water, dog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so I would think that or uh, high ground. If you're not already a bunker dweller, I mean, that's the thing. So, like, of all the suspension and disbelief, like, so I'm supposed to believe that zombies no longer operate. Like, do they need to breathe? Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to blow their brains out because that's the only way to kill them. Yeah. So that means they no longer need a respiratory system or circulation. Hmm. So then they could just. Walk forever? Is that what I'm supposed to believe with a zombie? Or does it need brains like a meal? Mm. And therefore... And how far does a brain go for a zombie? Like, how mm. many calories is a one brain... Is that like... Is it like a snake where it could just eat that brain and it's good for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Or is it like a, like three brains a day? Yeah. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner brains. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case... Yeah. You just get enough people away mm-hmm. and then they'll starve. Can a zombie starve? Mm. Why can't a zombie eat another zombie's brain? That fucking zombies, fuck zombies. I don't. That was I made the joke before, and I'll say it again. The only thing I fear in a zombie apocalypse is the flood of nerd cum that would come washing down the streets. <laughs> That's the only thing I fear about the zombie apocalypse. Is the tidal wave of geek jism that would just erupt from the balls of every fucking comic book reading virgin? <laughs> That's what I fear the worst. Oh my god! Drowning. Is that in the act? No. Just dr- dr- drowning. That's a funny bit. Drowning in doofus chum. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what I hate the worst. Oh my god! It's real. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, finally, an orgasm. Oh, that's good. Anyway, <laughs> um, stockpiled food. We don't even have to be zombies. Dave, you got a bunker. What's food in there? Um, let's assume any. Well, let's assume. Well, that's kind of a last meal. Those were our first episodes. Was what's the last meal you would have? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, it's got to last. Stockpiled. Yeah. Food? What's your best uh, long-term, long storage food? Hmm. 
I mean, yeah, obviously canned food, some sort of you canned You ever just food. eat SpaghettiOs out of the can? Oh, yeah. With the little hot dogs slices that were like swollen? No, I never had. Were they in there? Yeah. Some of them. If you get, no, I never had hot dog SpaghettiOs. I wouldn't even heat it up. I was at the shitty job that I had. Uh-huh. And I'd just eat it with like the tin can part still sticking up on the side like a real fucking... Like a real hobo. Yeah, like a real train track Jefferson. Yeah. And I, somebody from work was like, why don't you heat it up? And I was like, what's the point? Like, that was one of the saddest things that ever came out of my mouth was when I was eating cold SpaghettiOs in my stock That's room. Funny. Why don't you heat them up? Like, wow, what's the point? What's the point? So I could have hot shit for lunch <laughs> instead of room temperature shit. This is where I'm saving time. Yeah. Okay, I'm going get 25 minutes. You know what's a real processed food guilty pleasure for me? Spam. I fuck with spam. Uh, I fuck with it. It's so salty. It's salty. You can get the low sodium shit. It's a little less salty. It is true in Hawaii. Like it, like you go to the grocery store and it's a wall of spam. I like spam. When we were in Hawaii together, every morning I would go to that uh, restaurant at the bo- at the base of the hotel and I would get spam uh, spam fried rice with eggs. Yeah, it was fried rice. With with fried spam with a couple of sunny side up eggs and oh boy, good stuff. I that and the moco locos. Mm. I love the moco locos. Yeah, with burgers, the gravy on the rice. Yeah, goddamn Hawaii does the food right. They know what's up. <clears throat> I mean, it's killing them, but they do mm-hmm. it right. Yep. All right, so spam for you, spaghetti and hot dogs for me. There we go. Ben asks, is it cool to hang out after a show to try and say hi to a comic, or is it obnoxious? I'm trying to get my loose in Chicago vinyl signed. Huh. What are your thoughts on that, Kyle? If I'm down at the bar after the show, it means I want to hang out. Okay. If I'm not down at the bar, or if you see me hiding in a green room somewhere, it means I probably don't want to hang out. And it's More and more, I've just been getting a little... Not in that example, you know? I, 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 I'm glad people want to come to the shows... But I'm being a little uh, like agoraphobic. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it's just age or it's one of these things like, oh, people are coming out to the shows, but then you know people are getting drunk, drunk at the shows, and and for the last few tours, I haven't been drinking either. Hmm. So to be sober, and then it's like I'm grateful people have come to the shows. Mm-hmm. But I get a little freaked out by the attention afterwards. Mm-hmm. I get a little weirded out, and so sometimes I run and hide, like a like a like a scared little cat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my advice would be: hang out if the bar's open. Don't leave right away, but maybe hang out for twenty five minutes. Because yeah. chances are, I don't know about yourself, Dave. After a show, like oh, I've just talked for an hour. I want to not talk for a minute. Mm-hmm. I want to sit. And have a drink and maybe eat a snack and just not talk. I just heard my own voice for an hour plus mm-hmm. and I just want to take a break after that. And then I'll wind my way down because then hopefully it's not the drunkest of the drunk still hanging around. And it's mm-hmm. so mill around. If, 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 if the venue's letting you kick it, hang out for a bit. Yeah. I think the places I'm playing at are, you know. <clears throat> Again, they're not comedy clubs. They got bars and everything, so let mm-hmm. you hang out. Mm-hmm. Stick around. Probably twenty minutes afterwards, I'll come wandering out. Huh? 
That's what I would do. I don't know about yourself. That's a good approach. I, um, I'm still at the phase. Well, I'm just now entering the phase where, uh, you know, and not to, this is weird, not to sound pompous or arrogant about it, but uh, I think I mentioned this before. For the first time in my career, I'm finally starting to have actual fans. I've always hated that word mm-hmm. when you hear like an open mic is like, to all my fans, like who, your mom? Yeah, you know, like, well, because it's also you, then you're putting yourself at a different level yeah, than those people. Exactly. But, you know, whether I want to admit it or not, there are people coming to my shows finally now. Uh, specifically to see me, and I am so grateful. So I'm still in that kind of infancy stage of like, holy shit, people want to, people, yeah. people want to hang out and buy me a drink. Of course, yeah, of course I'll, you know. So, um, but to your point of hearing my own voice, I don't mind hanging out and listening. I'll listen yeah. to you talk, uh, fan or fellow yeah. whomever, but don't just don't expect me to still be on. Yeah. I was just on for an hour. So I <laughs> <laughs> big toot, big, big toot. Oh, sorry. Um, but I don't mind. I, I did, yeah, I did my job. I'm so, yeah, I did my job. I'm so flattered that you came. I'm so flattered that you're hanging out afterwards and want to buy me a drink. Just don't expect, expect a whole lot out of me. Like if you went to see a band, the equivalent would be like, after the show, the guitarist doesn't come out to the bar with his guitar. Yeah, no, no ballad, no personal. Yeah, no, his his tableside the, uh, ballad. Yeah, the equipment's on the shelf at this point. Um, so, uh, yes, I'll hang out and I'll talk to whomever and I'll listen to whomever, but just don't expect me to be all Mister yeah. Comedian because I was just that for an hour. I'll, and I'll also say this: as much as I appreciate the gesture of buying me a drink, chances are I'm getting them for free. And you already paid for a ticket exactly. to come listen to me talk? Thank you. Yes. I've turned down drinks you don't for that exact to, reason. I can't drink all the drinks. Save your money. You want to buy? Save your money. Get buy buy a stranger. Make a make a new friend and buy somebody else. I'm glad hey, if everybody's here, hopefully we're all of a like minded ilk. And you meet somebody that's like, all right, we're all at this show together. That's what I would like it to be for be like a band. Like, you like this band too? All right, yeah. cool. Well, we've got, we got something in common. means we might have some other things in common. Buy that person a drink. Yeah. You know? That was the nicest gesture when I was back at Go Bananas. And a couple brought me a bottle of whiskey. Like, yeah, we met at one of your shows. And oh, now we're engaged. That's the awesome. The game is bottle of Kentucky whiskey. I was like... Oh man, I didn't even know that's badass. Single women would come to my show, let alone meet <laughs> meet eligible fellas. So it happens. That's it happens great. out there. That's great. Buy that special person a drink. But yeah, I, I'm getting free drinks. You you don't have to do anything else. You got a ticket to the show and made time out of your week to yeah. come see my shit. Thanks already for that. Yeah. So. And I'll say this. Uh, I am so. I don't want to solicit this because it sounds desperate, but uh, the last couple of tours, people have been bringing me little gifts, and I could not be more thankful for the random Bojangles mm. gift card or the random <laughs> random bottle of Jim Beam because uh, you know I'm touring and I'm headlining, I'm doing shows, but I, you know, unlike other people in the room, I'm not I'm not raking in the cash. <laughs> you know, tours tours aren't as glamorous for me as they seem on paper. So uh, the occasional Bojangles gift card or Chipotle <laughs> gift card is so appreciated. Any regional place <laughs> serving queso fundido. <laughs> You're getting miles on the inch and, for Dave Stone. And I seriously, like, it really 
touched my heart when people on the last couple tours just I two tours ago I bet I got no shit 15 different Bojangles gift cards and I'm like fuck yes that's 15 different breakfasts I didn't have to pay for my you know out of my own pocket and uh yeah so keep doing that you get <laughs> get David Bojangles gift card buy a beer for a stranger at my shows mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah that would be it all right i'm going to go to one do one more one more that well not one more but oh. one one that's not a supernatural thing gotcha. i think we should Get a supernatural. I don't think we're obligated to do supernatural shit on this. Well, that's true. These are their questions. Yeah, yeah they're questions. All right. Yeah, fuck it all. Yeah, whatever. Um, <clears throat> Brian Soden said, I'd like to know how Dave would handle a situation. Uh-oh. Oh. Well, Dave's corner. Uh-oh. I was recently in a grocery store at the customer service desk waiting, and a lady walks up to the manager. She tells the manager that they are out of prepared chicken and that the employee behind the deli counter told her they didn't know when they'd have more ready. The manager apologizes for the lack of chicken and says they'll go see how long it will be before the next batch is ready. The customer tells the manager that the problem wasn't there wasn't any chicken, but that the deli employee didn't apologize for not having any ready. What is the appropriate response to this customer? Um, so the customer's mad, not that they didn't have chicken, but the deli employee didn't apologize. Yeah, go fuck yourself, I customer. W- yeah, I go fuck yourself. Hear- fuck yourself real hard. That deli employee, if he was polite, he or she was polite. I feel like there's some like, are we missing on the stories? Like, nah, we don't have chicken. Uh, whatever, lady. Yeah, if if he said that, then yes. But if he was polite and said, I'm, it, well, not I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but if he just said. We don't have any chicken right now. Yeah, I don't know when. I don't know when it's going to be ready. You're not owed an apology. Go fuck off. Yeah. This sense of entitlement. The customer's always right. Bullshit. Like I'm a big proponent of being polite and kind to the customer, but like, well, fuck you. Looking, looking. You're looking for something to complain about. The customer's always right is just a, a rephrasing of uh, if they're giving you money, don't argue with them. Yeah. Which I don't believe in that. Mm-mm. Fuck your money. Your money doesn't buy you the right to be a piece of shit. No. And so, therefore, the customer isn't always right. No. The customer is quite often wrong. Yeah. And I love a company that tells you that that yeah. when they want to. Like, no. go fu-. One of the best, the, the, the Riot Fest Twitter account, the place that Jawbreaker, the festival that Jawbreaker mm-hmm. is playing at, which, well, I don't know, probably this, if this comes out on the 15th, it's, this, it's the weekend. Where is Riot Fest? In Chicago. Well, they do in Chicago and in Denver. Gotcha. <clears throat> but they're, uh, they just basically, anybody that complains, they just tell them to go fuck themselves on Twitter. It's sure. great. Yeah, hey, our lineup's coming out. Can't wait to hear you bitch about how uh, we booked your two favorite bands back-to-backs on different stages like we give a shit. Like... Every time, like that Twitter account is so the opposite of trying to accommodate people. Yeah, if you even read their, uh, like the like the like how a festival posters like the main bands are in big letters and font, but you get further down into the smaller fonts and smaller bands, and then it's not even bands, it's just phrases like "Oh shit, my kids are here." Look, a new Ramones T-shirt. Man, these tickets were way too expensive. Like all the complaints are, they just have listed as their band names. Yeah. Now, there's too much of that. There's too much entitlement. The customer's always right. As a Lyft driver, oh, all right. Well, yeah. I did I drive safely? Yes, I did. Was I polite and cordial? Yes, I was. Anything less than five stars, go fuck yourself. 
What did you expect? Mm -hmm. You're spending $4 on a fucking ride in my car, my gas that I'm paying for. I was polite. I was, and I, and I drove you safely. Correct. Anything less than five stars. Suck my fucking dick. What do you want? I had a lady finally use the horn because somebody cut her off. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. I don't like like that people are repressing, like, oh, I don't want to be red. Use the horn. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He drove right in front of you. Yeah. As someone who's waited tables, as someone who's been in the service industry, you know, am I remotely polite? Am I, am I, am I competent? Then what else do you want? Now, I get it. I get if someone's fucking rude or someone's just completely incompetent. You know, that being said, you know, do your fucking job. Do your job and do it well. But beyond that, stop looking for something to complain about. Go fuck yourself. It's a sandwich. Get out of here. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's thing I've dealt with with people in my life where, like, their worlds are so small mm -hmm. and insulated. <clears throat> so the fact that somebody... Didn't apologize to them at the deli counter yes. at the Ralph's is because they were out of chicken. But that probably was like, wasn't but even that, that was person's the fault. Biggest thing that was the biggest disrespect they felt in weeks because well, maybe they never leave their house. Yeah. Well, welcome to the that was some, that was an old roommate uh, that I had who was trying to explain was like like. Like, like if I bitch, like you get <clears throat> drive through and you get home and it's the wrong order. You're like, God damn it. I was looking forward to having the fucking three bean and cheese burritos and they fucked it up. And it's whatever other thing that you wouldn't like. And he's like, and he was just like, Hey, the same, the same argument. Some rich kid has when he gets the wrong color Range Rover for his 16th birthday. Yeah. Cause he doesn't know anything else. The same thing. It was supposed to be black. I can't believe you got me a gray one. I was supposed to show up to school with a gray Range Rover. And you'd be like, fuck that guy. And like you realize your same complaint or the impact of your yeah. frustration is somebody going, I wish I had one bean burrito to eat. Yeah. You know, that it you could always use that perspective. Somebody like, they didn't apologize. It's like somebody who hasn't probably talked to somebody, or it could be. Someone who hasn't even talked to anybody in the outside world for four days. Yeah. And they go out and like, this This is the lack of Jesus in schools. These kids are rude because you don't <sighs> apologize for not having chicken. By the way, do you, you ever fuck with the fried chicken from a grocery store? Yeah, It's Albertson, cheap as hell. Albertsons used to do. I mean, now that fried chicken's a thing, it's different. But Albertsons used to do a pretty good job, pretty good cheap bag of fried it chicken. It was cheap. You could, they would put it on special, five bucks for eight pieces. If you got them on time, like when you knew it was coming out of that mm. big uh, fucking dry laundry dryer. Back yeah, there. big pressure cooker. Not bad. Uh, let's see here. What you got, buddy? Jake Fagallo. That's a great name. Hey, look at this Fagallo. <laughs> what's the easiest what's the easiest way to ruin a pizza besides under or or, or over cooking it? What's uh what's a topping or or a feature on a pizza that totally turns you off? I I really believe in the open interpretation of the pizza. Mhm. Mm Make it whatever you want. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um Besides undercooking, undercooking, I'd much rather have overcooked than undercooked. I have to tell places to do it well done. Yeah, because it's there's yeah, garage with that soggy ass garage, crust. Fucking garage pizza. Fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll probably still order from there. Yeah, we're cool as shit though, man. We're they, cool. You know what? No, we're they cool were good, dudes. and I think they got popular, and they let the quality fucking sink. Fucking cool, man. Um, 
I don't. You know what? Not enough sauce. That's okay. That's that's what a lot of people. Not they, you know what they skimp on the sauce and cheese. Mm-hmm. There you if go. If you're getting a pizza, if you ordered a cheese pizza, it would be lush with sauce and cheese. But I think when they make it and it's toppings, all of a sudden they skimp back on the other shit. No, your basic should be lush with sauce and cheese, and then the toppings get added to it. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking skimp on the sauce and cheese just because I'm getting other shit on top. Yep. I agree. I'm already buying a cheese pizza in addition to the toppings. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that could piss me off is the lack of cheese. And I'll say this, too. Um, I shouldn't have to order extra cheese. Yeah, make it cheesy as hell. Uh, In regards to what toppings do I want in a social context? Hey, Dave, we're all ordering a pizza. What do you want on it? Any fucking thing that they have is acceptable to me. I'm not picky when it comes to pizza toppings. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'll eat what the fuck ever you put. There's nothing that they have in the restaurant that they can put on it that's going to offend me. I, I agree, too. I'm not a fan of anchovies. I'll eat them. I would I would get through it. Mm-hmm. Not a huge fan of mushrooms. I'll eat it. I don't oh, give a really? Fuck. I mean, not. I don't dislike them, but they're lower. If I had to list them uh, in it, preference, that would be like. they would be lower. But I'll fuck. What the fuck ever they put on it, I will eat it. You know what? I'm not, and it's not a, a it's not a a hard argument. I don't like the white pizzas mm. or the pesto pizzas. I don't mind it. I don't mind. It's a it. good change of pace. Too rich. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want a whole pizza. But I love I, a margarita pizza. Yeah, I love I like a slice pizza. of margarita yeah. pizza. I don't want a pizza. My point is I will never, ever, ever be the guy at the party who's like, don't get blank. Don't get this. Don't get fuck it. Whatever whatever you get, I will fucking eat and I'll be glad Picky to eat. Picky eaters that are not allergy based. Yes. Or picky dietary risk. Fuck picky dietary. eaters. <laughs> Fuck them. Are you going to flip the table? Oh, fuck a pick. There's a direct correlation between picky eaters and stupid people. Ooh. If you're a fucking picky eater, like you said, and it's not dietary or allergy-based, you're a fucking idiot. Dumb people are picky eaters. I, I didn't want to eat this, and I, I didn't want to eat that. Go fuck yourself. You found one thing that's comfortable and you stick with. Fuck off. Live I your get, life. I get to the point where I wait so long to eat that I'm starving that I want to try something new because I just want to eat something. So I, I realize I'll get to the point where I'm like, I want this thing because I'm starving and that's going to be good right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to look. I'm starving and also I'm disappointed. Like, oh. I don't like, but that's my fault for waiting too long to eat. Yeah. If I didn't wait too long to eat, like, where are we going out to eat? Anywhere. Whatever. Anywhere you want to go. Yeah. I'll find something. And... Just the concept of like, no, I have my particular way that I like it. No, this is a business whose whole business model, whose who all this effort and planning has gone in to building this menu and preparing these p- specific yeah. entrees. However, the fucking chef wants to make it, that's probably the best way. Yeah. So I'll shut the fuck up and I'll eat whatever you bring me. Yeah, Ugh, it's like somebody it. coming to your house and you're making them dinner. Yeah, and they say that same thing. Well, I think that's what it is. As a cook, <laughs> as a chef, like fuck you. I've thought this through. All right. Oh, you don't like yeah. onions? Go fuck yourself. There's onions in the chili. Shut up. Sorry, I get. I'm real. No, passionate. that's all right. Real passionate about this. I understand, and you're right. Um, 
Nick's got a question with an easy answer. Who would win in a fight to submission, Dave or Kyle? It's fucking Dave. We've already had that fight. <laughs> that was fun. Who would win in a fight, drunk Dave or drunk Kyle? Still drunk Dave. <laughs> drunk Kyle loses in a fight to drunk Kyle. <laughs> let alone throwing in an outside opponent. I never hurt you, buddy. You understand? <laughs> I had to hold on to the wall to eat those tacos out in front of Little Joy last night. Um... Dylan Thomas Simmons asks, "What has been your favorite city to do comedy, and Man, what is put your some f- pressure on you with the that that, name Dylan that is, Thomas? Dylan Thomas Simmons. Simmons. What's you? your favorite city to do comedy? What's your favorite city you have visited? That's a good question. <laughs> favorite city you visited? Favorite city to do comedy? What do you think, Kyle? I mean, I can't pick one city. It is hard. I've had like cities where like it's almost always a great time, or places like." Denver's always been a blast. Yeah. I've had fun in Tucson a couple few times I've been through there. Um, Portland is great. San Francisco's great. San, Fr- San Francisco's turning, man. Really? Is it? Fucking tech bros and like. Yeah, I've always I had fun Oak, there. Oakland is now the spot. I still have fun at the comedy club, but you, you look out and you just see like 24 year old millionaires. I'm like, oh, I don't oh. relate to your life at all. That's and true. You don't relate to mine. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky that, like, since I've started touring, now people come out and say, like, the shows are fun. As far as, like, a city itself where the aesthetic and, like, where I'm at, I appreciate. I mean, Portland's an easy place to love, so that's an easy. I'm trying to think of an unlikely spot that's been great. Omaha is always real great. Mm -hmm. I I like like Omaha. Omaha. Best Indian food I've ever had in my life. Omaha. Omaha, Nebraska. Who would have thought? Oh. Mother India. Check yeah. it out. Mother mm-hmm. India and Omaha? Mm-hmm. Right. Shout out to Mother India. Yeah. As far as best city, what was the other one? Best city wherever? Best city to visit, best city to do comedy. Best city to visit in the States? Who knows? Yeah, that's a that broadens up for you because you're a, you're a world traveler. I'm out in the world. Yeah, you've traveled all over. I haven't been over. to Berlin the first time. I thought Berlin was dope as fuck. Man. Really? Berlin... Is really this? It's it's a very open minded like, do your thing. Hmm. But then people are doing it, but not in an effort to show everybody else. To do. Like it's not like a Portland thing, like mm-hmm. or like Austin. Like, well, of course, I'm going to juggle on a unicycle to work. <laughs> it's like no, it's people going like, all right, I'm just going to be whatever I want to be, mm-hmm. and and then they go with that freedom of it. So, <clears throat> without sounding too. Like a bourgeoisie and everything. I, Berlin really blew me away as a city. I really huh. like that place. How about that? Yeah. Best cities I've been to, uh, only city I've ever been to outside of America is Montreal. Yeah. I had a real good time in Montreal. Um, I like going to Montreal. I uh, I like Nashville. I think Nashville's a cool-ass oh, like city. Nashville a bunch, yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Those, those pop up. Uh, as far as best cities, best city to do comedy, best. I've been there four or five times. Best city I've ever done comedy in Madison, Wisconsin. We've been uh, there together. Mad- Madison's great. I've I've never had a bad set in Madison uh, as a feature. I'd love it if they <clears throat> throw me a headlining weekend. Maybe somebody could, you know, shout at them. And he's the co-host know. of the Boogie Monster. Get yeah. him in there for Christ's Fucking sake. Jesus, stuck in this purgatory of like you're not really good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Madison and Bloomington. I'll say the same thing. Both of, both of those towns, <laughs> ironically, the exact same 
thing that I had to yeah, say. Yeah, well, Bloomington won't fucking headline me either. Yeah, anyway, you know, that's yeah. fine. Good city, though. It's, Good club. But I was the same thing. Like, everybody there has been cool. Like, the mm-hmm. people that run the club are cool. The mm-hmm. people that work at the club are cool. The audiences have been great. I mm-hmm. mean, they're college towns. So yeah. Sometimes you get college dipshits and kind of sports town, but also huge intellectual communities at both those universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, not a location you would think of. Middle mm-hmm. of nowhere kind of spots. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some big ups hmm. to those. I, I, every, my list would be like, where do I hate doing comedy? Maybe a better question. Let's yeah. go ahead. Bonus question. Anything off the top of your head? Well, I don't want to curse it before I go there. <laughs> yeah. Because the people that run the club are great. And I'm, I'm going back to the club after having done theaters in, in Providence, Rhode Island. Huh. Because the guys that run that club are really cool. I'm like, all right, go, go back over there. It's the club where somebody threatened Kurt Braunohler, tried to fight him after a show. Kurt Braunohler. Yeah. The most smiling, cherubic, gleeful man I I know. One of the club no, people? No, so like a, an, an uh, audience, audience member. member. Okay. Um, as a comic, you only have to do one show on Friday because the late show is the dirty show. And uh-huh. It's the most popular show the club has. So you can perform on it if you want, but you don't even have to headline on a Friday. Oh, wow. people want the dirty show. So it's kind of a showcase <clears throat> thing. Other comics yeah, come in. Yeah, I sat there watching the dirty show and some guy... and and But also... You know what it is? It's one of those clubs, too, that if I had grown up and started doing the road earlier and learned how to deal with rowdy crowds, uh-huh. I would have a skill set in place to deal with it, and I never did that. Uh-huh. So that's on me as well for yeah. not being more well-rounded as a performer. Huh. But I also think, fuck an audience that wants to act like assholes. Yeah. You know, or the few members that do it. <clears throat> During this dirty show, Ray Harrington, who's fucking hilarious. He should be a comic of the... Can he be the comic? He can be the comic of the special episode. Sure. Ray Harrington... He's got, uh, uh, she's got a, a movie, a documentary that I'm in. It's called How to Be a Man. How to Be a Father. He's about to be a, a new father, and he didn't, I think he had an absentee father, so he's asking all these comics advice on being a father. And he's got, a, just, he just had an album that came out, which, uh, that shit's out there. But Ray Harrington out of Providence. Okay. And he, like, went up and he was handling everybody. I was like, these are the skills I need. Not only is his joke writing impeccable, but then he got brought up in that scene so he can handle a rough got crowd. chops. But so he was hosting the Dirty Show on Friday. This was years ago, and I'm hoping it's different. Uh, and some guy was just in the back and just kept heckling, and Ray was handling him, but this guy was unaffected by it. And he's still back there because like, it's the Dirty Show. We just let people in and drink. And eventually Ray's like, you know, I can't say anything else to you. He's like, you know you're just ruining the show, right? And this guy's just leaning against the bar and just goes, yeah. Like, Oof. that was the mentality Oof. of more than the- one person was like. Meet me at the bar. Just, I just, I just want the attention. Mm. Like, fucking yeah, look at me, I'm an asshole. Mm. Like, there's a New England thing about people who are assholes and they're proud of being assholes. Oh, fuck those people. And I, the mass hole is the, you know, that's the term that, like, I'm sure that personality type exists in every other region, but for some reason there's this pride in being a piece of shit. Where's the pride come from? Why? I, 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 I this look how I can ruin a thing. Ugh. I don't know. I think it's bad relationships with their fathers. Anyway, I'll be. 
at the Rhode Island Comedy Club uh, <laughs> Comedy Connection in Providence, October twelfth. <laughs> oh, it's so soon, too. <laughs> but the dude, the dudes that run it are cool, and yeah. like I, I, I know they want that club to be great. They want to have like, the town was cool. I did the Columbus Theater up the street, and that was a great spot. But uh, mm. they offered me more money at the club. There you go. I'll throw this out real quick. I forgot to mention one of my favorite places to do comedy. Uh, you wouldn't think it. Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, Huntsville. I've been, been to Huntsville yet. Oh, good people. I do a place called the Sports Page, and uh, the dudes that run it just salt of the earth, just good fucking, just dudes. Just, hey, we're just, we're just dudes. We're just good Alabama dudes. Like, no pretension, no you know some of the bullshit that we put up with with mm-hmm. club owners and bookers and yeah. they're just like hey man we're we're glad to have you they pay me before i even go up you know and just the crowds uh blue collar but smart as fuck that's a that's my wheelhouse that's a nice combination like hey we're we're southern we're blue collar but we're not fucking dummies More like phd's per capita in that area than anywhere else i heard because yep. of NASA. space program yeah. and everything else around there yeah Love Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, so hopefully I'll be back there I'm soon. I'm to get me a show in Huntsville. Yep. Good folks there. I was going to say one of the places I liked before, Comedy Connection, uh, Hamden, Connecticut, at a place called The Outer Space. Hmm. First driving up there, it was like in the woods. I'm like, I don't know. This is like a shack behind a shack venue type thing. But uh, that's one of those places. Like, really? Hartford Con- or Hamden, Connecticut? Hamden. Yeah, Hartford is different. But like, and, uh, like in the woods in the middle of nowhere, it was great. Anyway. What else you got? Lots of places that we like to do comedy. And your, your I pick. hope Providence is better. All right. Somebody said, don't worry if you didn't read my comment. Well, now i got to find the first comment. Fuck. Dave Davidson, is a hot dog a sandwich? Mike Maskey responded, they already answered this, and no, they determined it is not. <laughs> I love that. I say, uh, and one more reply. He says he wasn't positive if they stumbled across in a conversation. Did we answer that it wasn't a sandwich? We did, yeah. I think I'm pretty I, sure. I said it wasn't a sandwich. I think we decided it's not a sandwich. It's his own thing, and it's not. It's not a sandwich. It's its own. It's got the components of the sandwich. It's, it's, it's got the DNA of a sandwich. If you had to say it's its own thing, it's its own thing. But if somebody is yes or no, I'd I mean, say yes. I mean, if technically, it's if, meat and if bread. You only have two, but by that rights, by that thing, then a. Taco's a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Is a taco a sandwich? No. That's my point. Just because it's meat and bread. But if the taco rips on the bottom, now it's, it's a torta. A torta's a sandwich. Yeah, but it. Torta's yeah. a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hear any other argument out of you, Dave. Torta's a sandwich. Mark DeLeo. Hey, Dave, got a question for you. Besides the drive by truckers, 
What are some other good alt country bands I should be listening to? Well, Mark, you should already know this answer because you should be listening to The Gravy Boat. Yes, I'm not doing The Gravy Boat right now, but there's 11 episodes sitting there waiting for you on SoundCloud. So, uh, anyway. 11 episodes waiting for you. <laughs> I am going to get back to The Gravy Boat soon. I've just been uh, so preoccupied with other shit. But, yeah, to answer your question, oh, my God, off the top of my head, there's so many great alt-country bands. Uh, top of the heap is Sturgill Simpson, who I think you and I both are going to go see together. Yes, October, sir. October 6th here in L.A. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, uh, Jason Isbell, um, Lydia Loveless, Margot Price, The Bottle Rockets, Old 97s. Then we can get into the bands that don't even exist anymore, like Bad Livers, The Backsliders, uh, Hang Dogs. Look up the Hang Dogs. But yeah, there's so many great alt country bands out there. But uh, right now, the current guys for me, uh, no particular order: Drive by Truckers, Sturgill, Isbel, Old Ninety Sevens. Um, that's what's really getting me excited. The Bottle Rockets, I love. But yeah, so um, but yeah, all these bands and more can be found at the Gravy Boat, uh, Dave Stone's Gravy Boat. That's what you search. Go to SoundCloud, search Dave Stone's Gravy Boat on SoundCloud, and uh, I got eleven episodes there. Chris, we, let's do a couple more, and we'll wrap it up. Sure. I think Rachel's coming on. Chris Wicken, Wicken said, any stories from your childhoods that you look back on now and think, Jesus, I was a huge asshole. Oh, Chris, <laughs> so many. He said, i.e. dry ice bombs in residential neighborhoods, at 3 a.m., water bazooka in the neighboring cars, just as a left event. Anyway, kid stuff at the... Um, I don't think so much as a child, but definitely teenage years. Hmm. I up until like last week, <laughs> like, there's moments where I've still. Have you had anything like that? Just like, like at night, like going to bed, and then like, oh, you did this once. Like recently, I had one. Oh really? Well, I mean, I got some from my childhood, but recently, and I don't know why I did this, but I was in traffic. I was driving Lyft. I didn't have a customer at the time or a passenger, and my windows are down. I pull up to a, a red light. Next to me is uh, just your stereotypical douchebag in a brand new shiny blue Porsche, and just this guy just looked like a douche, and he had on sunglasses. That had the logo um, DG or uh, Dolce Gabbana. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it had the logo. And something struck me about a man, and he looked like okay. And I know you got to be. I, I go. I know you got to be careful with like you know. He just. I assumed he was a straight man. Sorry, y'all can't hear that, but Kyle just ripped another great one. Um, I don't know why I assumed he was a straight guy, so and, Harley, and it shouldn't, the distance. shouldn't make a difference. But point being, like, okay, if a, if a, if, a, if a gay man, I'm, I'm pro gay. I love gay dudes, but like, they're playing by a different set of rules when it comes to how they present themselves and how they carry themselves. Yes, be fabulous, be flamboyant, do your thing. I don't give a shit. But with a straight dude, it's like, come on, man. If you're, you just there's certain things you got to do. You're already on top. Have a little humility. Exactly. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. So I just assumed this guy was a straight dude. And here he is with his – and he had a backwards cap and he had the Dolce Gabbana glasses. Yeah. And I'm just – and I'm in, I'm having a bad day. I'm just in one of my moods. Both our windows are down. And I just go, hey, man, like those glasses. And he goes, really? And I go, No. 
and I just drove off, just putting some asshole out in the world. And I felt later, I felt bad about it. Not not for him, fuck him, but just that I was being an asshole for no reason. I think a guy in a Porsche with. $300 $300 sunglasses. Yeah. Like, do you really think his day crumbled? No. <laughs> after but it, the dude in the brown Toyota Sienna <laughs> didn't like his shades. But it felt good in the moment. O- he just pulled over, slowly folded the glasses in his lap, <laughs> and just cried into his leather steering wheel. <laughs> I'm such a fraud. He just just reeked of douchebag. But then I He's set him casting up. casting director at your nest. I was like, hey, man. It's like... Really? No. So anyway, that's a current one. Um, as a child, I um, and I've never been a bully, even though I just kind of bullied that guy. Um, but in sixth grade, <laughs> I had a nemesis, a guy named Sam Sneed, if he's listening. And um, Sam was like twice my size, but he was a world-class puss. Yeah. Just a big old dopey puss. And he was a dick. Just a fucking asshole. And uh, well, I used to just I used to just bully him, and I never bullied anybody else. But I justified it by like, this guy's twice my size. Fuck him. Yeah. I used to just we he'd say something, I'd punch him, and punch. I stabbed him with a pencil one time in the arm. That's... But I bullied the fuck out of this guy. But I justified it because he was so much bigger than me. Like when I think of bully, I think yeah, of like, you know, big you guy bullying a small guy. Back. Yeah, exactly. And that was my point. Like, do something, you fucking big puss. And he never did. To, he was trying to get him to realize his potential. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, we rubbed each other the wrong way, and I bullied him all year. Like, and I wasn't a bully. I didn't bully anybody else. Mm-hmm. But when he came around, I was like, "Hey, fuck you, punch." <laughs> and he never did anything. I would, I would occasionally smart mouth the people bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Just because of like, what are you gonna like? If you beat me up, you'll look like a bigger asshole. Yeah, and that would backfire sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, things like things that like stick with me. I remember like dating and stuff. Like I used to, like we all we always go like drive behind these warehouses to smoke pot and stuff. <laughs> like, well, if we're gonna. Make out in a car. Let's go drive behind this warehouse to make out. Or the uh, what was in that one bit about the the Canaan first date and the listening to albums, listening to CDs in the grocery store parking lot. Oh yeah, and, and the, the girl well, with the helmet. That was a whole different thing. Yeah, was, uh, that was that was it. Like we didn't have anywhere to go. So we'll get stoned, but I'd be like, oh yeah, if we're gonna make out. Let's go behind these warehouses. Yeah, never like with the attention to push things, but like. Yeah, like realizing, looking back now, like, what a fucking creep. Where I was like, yeah, this way nobody could see what we're doing back here. But what if she was into it, too? What if she was looking for some private place? No, if that's fine, but for me to take the initiative, Uh looking back, like, what a fucking creep. Like, look, now nobody can see or hear what we're doing. Like, that's got to be terrifying. In my head, it was innocent. In my head, exactly. Was like, in not, your head, in it was head, innocent. Like, you had I'm no intention. I don't of... want to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah, but some guy just drives you into where the fucking son of Sam. <laughs> well, son of Sam didn't even take his victims there, but like, like, like clear, like this is like fucking murder rape zone. I'm like, let's back here. To, like, and so, but looking back, real like not being aware enough to like how exactly. And you the other aware. thing. Out of uh, the many, there's one that got me the other night where I was still like, kind of like, fuck, man, you're still 
Like, like these things will haunt you. But we were in, I was high school and my buddy's older brother worked at Burger King and he was like an assistant manager, shift manager. Oh, we can get some free food if we go to Burger King. You're a teenager, you're broke. Like, holy shit, free Burger King? Hell yeah. Just got to go in there and he would just like give you the tray of food, but we'd have to act like it was a mess, like he screwed up your order. So he's giving you a corrected order. Ah. So there's a tray down, and I didn't even know his older brother. And it's already a dude that's like maybe 19 working at Burger King. I said before, like working customer service, like those are heroes. Uh-huh. To be to work at in, in fast food in your hometown and have to see people you know yes. and know what, what kind of assholes your peers are. Yeah. And so he gave me the tray of food. I don't even know him. He's like, oh, sorry for the mix-up, sir. Like, had to say that to his friend's mm-hmm. younger friend, mm-hmm. some smart-ass kid. And I was like, yeah, don't let it happen again. And I took the tray and walked away. And to this day, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. That was a guy He's hooking up, up his friend's friend. Wow. And I, and I had to throw an extra fucking turn the knife and a daytime shift. What a Ugh. fuck. Yeah. Pretty shitty. What do you want to bring it home with? Okay, this is a good one. Do we know the Doughboys? I know them. It'd be cool. Yeah, if they want to do a podcast with us, I'll do them. This one pertains to both of us, kinda. What's your favorite vegan food? I man, shit that tastes like regular food. Yeah, but you you do more vegan than I do. I have some favorite vegan foods that just by default happen to be vegan. Oreos. Oreos are vegan. That's true. Mine, I would have to say, off the top of my head, Bindi Baji. What? Indian okra. Go to Ooh. Indian restaurant, order Bindi Baji or Bindi Masala, uh, Bindi being the okra part. Uh, just just kind of stewed, pan-fried okra. The masala part would be with that delicious masala tomato cream sauce. yeah. But uh, Bindi Baji would have to be. Is that cream sauce vegan? There you go. Yeah. I, there's probably cream, actual heavy cream in that. Yeah. So, But Bindi Baji doesn't have the sauce. It's just straight okra with onions and spices. Salt. There's no sauce or anything. You ever been, so, to, that, you ever been to that Doomies over here? I have. Franklin Vine? I've been to Doomies. Let's I go had, back over there. Yeah, I had some sort of weird chicken finger vegan thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's vegan. It's vegan, but still trash food. It's mm-hmm. still like you're not, like once you eat it, you're like, I didn't do anything good for myself. Yeah. I just didn't hurt animals. I hurt one animal. It was myself. Yeah. And um, I don't think it's vegan, but I go to this place, Gokoku. It's the vegetarian ramen on Lancashire. It's my new favorite restaurant. What's it called again? Gokoku. Gokoku. Vegetarian ramen. Went there today. Really? The, what you I get? I got the woman. I got, it's uh, called hard tofu and black bean. I always had egg. I had mushrooms to it. Ooh. But I've, I've been going, this is a place where I go, they got the little chili peppers to note, notate the spice level. Okay, yeah. And they go up to three. Uh-huh. I'm at five right now. Whoa. Today I'm at five, and she brought me a, a dish, a little side uh, ramekin of something the owner came in. I don't think, their spice levels are off. I think they blew out their buds, and they don't know what spice is there, because it's really not bad. Huh. Like I'm, I, I tell, I, I give me a five, and she comes out with this fucking neon orange bowl of ramen, mm-hmm. and she's like, "This looks crazy." The waitress who re- remembers, I'm like, what did I do last week? She's like, "You did four. I'm like, "All right, we'll do five this week." 
had she a comes kill. Out, she's like, this looks crazy. It's not bad. Not that bad? Like, as far as what, especially Asian Spice, uh-huh. I don't think they're they're harnessing it. Hmm. They're not harnessing it very well. Well. But it's good. Like, it's really good. The yeah, conversion, the conversion rate. I ate so. a whole goddamn Domino's pizza last night. Domino's sucks every fucking time. It's not news. Brooklyn style, baby. Fuck Brooklyn style. Good shit. Fuck every type of Domino's. Brooklyn style, extra cheese, onions, Italian sausage. Good shit. Eight no, bucks. Carry no, out. man. It sucks. It sucks. Not happy with it? One no. last one, real quick. One for Kyle. Who's better? Out of the one album bands left over, uh, one album bands, comma, leftover crack or Operation Ivy? Leftover crack, I, I read that question too. I, I, you know what? I don't know a lot of leftover crack. I gotta mm-hmm. be honest. That was one, of, that name was so dumb. I never listened to the band. Gus Snyder intervenes. Leftover crack has many albums. You must be referring to Choking Victim. Choking Victim is more of an anarchy ska band, which I kind of just listened to lately. <laughs> Leftover Crack, I know that dude's like super punk rock and all this shit. And also, Operation Ivy isn't one album. It, they just had a lot of different singles and all these compilations out. Mm. Uh, sub-question one for Dave. Hank Williams III or Hank Williams Sr.? Um, Hank III is kind of a cartoon character. A little bit, little bit put on. Uh, playing off his heritage there. I don't dislike him, but uh, it's no question. You got to go with the original Hank Senior. He kind of uh, he didn't he didn't invent country music, but he was definitely the first big country music star, and his stuff has held up for seventy years now. Uh, love love me some original Hank Senior. Here's a question, Dave. Can you come? Can you be a country star if you've already been born into millions of dollars? That's a great question. I mean, <clears throat> like Hank Three is basically just Larry the Cable Guy. That's true. I mean, everybody everybody of all class and race and income deals with heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But as far as like. <clears throat> And country does, you know, class is such a big part of what that genre is, much like the blues. You know, same question. Can you be a blues man if you were yeah. born into it, you know, having millions of dollars in your I'd bank love account? I character is just the, the, the billion-dollar blues man. <laughs> his problems are so unrelatable, yeah. but his guitar playing is so good. Talking about the stock market and <laughs> taxes. I'm not blind, but I recently had to get bifocals. It's not that bad. What's that's that's okay. Uh, Had to sell my cottage on the lake. Why? Uh, I was I moved. I got a beachfront house. I got the mutual fund blues. <laughs> Guys, really, things are actually it's blues are so much better than my regular life, which I thought was fine. Oh man. No, well, all right. Uh, one more, real quick. Lee Singleton, Dave, cheese grits or plain grits for breakfast? Both. I love them both. If I have cheese grits as an option, I will do that, but I'm fine with plain old grits. And uh, real quick, if you're making grits at home, uh, heavy cream. Use heavy cream in those grits and maybe throw in a little garlic and a little red pepper flake to give them some Dave, kick. Dave, heavy cream stone. Yes. Samantha Morgan has super salad. Depends on the soup. Depends on the salad. Salad's a salad. Soup changes. Yeah, there's different salads. No salad du jour. Some uh, some comic was like, you could tell you're fat when your favorite salad is potato. <laughs> Forgot who did that. <laughs> well, I like them both. We hope you got your four dollars worth. <laughs> we 
we answered some questions. Is that another fart or is no, that just the, okay? That's the futon. Okay. But I'm brewing up a batch. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much. Sincerely. Uh, I know we're not very sincere on this podcast, but I, I, I for one, am very appreciative of all our patrons. Thank you so much for spending your hard on money on this ridiculous nonsense. And uh, much appreciated. And uh, keep them coming. Uh, I don't need your money, so I will uh, continue to carry my disdain for the listeners. Uh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I don't have to. Call He's him. joking. The Boogie Monster. Oh.